we're doing another X Factor Open podcast, and I'm hanging out with Austin Robertson. Uh, Austin, I've had the chance to work with him for quite some time, and I've went to his Ropens and got to know Austin pretty well, as well as we've done some filming at some of the bigger jackpots and looking forward to doing some more with X Factor Roping as far as filming the Ropens and stuff goes. So, Austin, thank you for thanks for doing the podcast today. We appreciate you coming here today, Pace. I mean, it's kind of a fun being part of you guys, and, man, y'all are – doing a great job promoting the sport more and more and it allows people to that aren't in this part of the world to see a lot of ropings that we put on across the country. Well, I appreciate that. And that's, you know, that's what I wanted to really communicate today is uh, what I love about Austin. And my, my goal with X Factor is to grow the sport of team roping and to promote the best guys in the world as well as showcase what it's actually like to go to these ropings. And so that's why we do so many, like, we try to film as many of them as we can and show the rodeos, the ropings, the, the practice, what it actually takes to get to a high level and, and what the competition's like. So it's cool to, to have that aspect, uh, to, you know, to see how many ropings Austin actually does. So, man, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, to get it started out, Austin, uh, you know, you, you've come from a team roping background and have, have grown up in the industry. Kind of fill me in on w when you decided to kind of go from a team roper to the roping producer side of things you know i i don't know when it really started i know when we were i guess you could say not necessarily had to do it but my you know i lost a brother in 2006 and we started a uh, junior timed event well we had struggled getting steers for our event and that junior timed event was the kids had a head and heel tie calf when they couldn't bulldog but we would shoot dog it was all you know, kids 19 and under, and I think we had a 15 and under age division too. So my dad said, we're getting steers and we're going to do it ourselves. Well, all of a sudden we've got 40 head of steers sitting out there. And I called a friend up here at Bill Riddle who does the county roping for Parker County. This is back, back in 2008 probably. I said, hey, I've got these steers. Can we help you out? And he said, you bet. So one thing led to the next, and 30 heads turned into over the years, us having 12 to 1,500 ropers on hand. And with all that growing, you know, doing our own ropings, you know, we've done a lot of World Series with steers, and as the time's gone, we started producing. You know, we learned a lot. I pay attention to the U.S. guys back in the day, and you know, I thought that they produced really good ropings. You know, there's some things that some people didn't like, but as far as the production, I thought it was really good. And we started following that, and you know, we started doing some small jackpots, and we've just grown them over the years. Well, that's what's been pretty cool about uh, being around your jackpots, too, is I feel like you're at the front of you, you really do a good job about communicating with the ropers. You know, you're really up front with them about what you want to do, um, what kind of ropings they want. I know like that you started, I mean, just in the last few years, you've went the inner once 150 a man open roping which was a really fun roping and uh it would get it would and you do two jackpots like that during the week and you and ryan motes were starting it and it worked great because you'd do about 20 teamer or so the roping would pay over a thousand to to win and and it was cool because some guys that it, it just wouldn't make it a really really tough roping and it allowed some guys to to get runs but over the years it seems like you're just telling me today you went to you've been going to an inner twice now with the opens at 150 man because a lot of the guys sometimes don't have a run and and so it's just it's cool to see that you're you'll evolve and try to do what the the ropers want and uh and that's been that's been fun to see and because you just don't get stuck in a way you know you're trying to trying to have the new kind of on that cutting edge type of roping with it so i, I enjoy that as well you know when ryan and i started those ropings 
you know, I, I it's been four or five years ago. We started doing the go once jackpots. It was everybody loved them. You could show up riding a younger horse. You didn't have to rope as sharp that day. You could just go make good quality runs, and you were winning good money. Right. Well, as team roping's come along, I talk to Luke Brown a lot. You know, we communicate back and forth as well as I talk to a lot of guys. But roping over the past couple of years is no longer that way. You know, it used to be guys loved to show up and rope fresher style cattle. Well, they weren't going at them. And over the past couple of years, there's so many guys that rope so good that every jackpot has gotten faster and faster. Whereas a five head jackpot five years ago, a 35 on five was winning good money, if not winning the roping. Yep. Well, today, a lot of times 35 on five doesn't win a check. You know, these guys are what used to be seven second runs are five, eight, and six flat all the time now. And so as we've done that, we've gone back this fall. We really talked to a bunch of guys, and we went back to the go twices. You know, whereas these jackpots are getting a little bit tougher and guys are having to be more aggressive rather than having one shot, whereas the ropens we'd always done in our weekly jackpots give guys two opportunities, you know, to be more aggressive. And it's sure enough making the ropens tougher. Well, and, and I think it's important to know that, too, that uh, one thing the ropers really like about it as well is, like, uh, guys like myself that are wanting to get with their jackpotting a little bit more and more competitive is for 300 bucks essentially, you get the feel of a real open roping, and, and so you get to win good money, but you're also preparing yourself for all of the ropings, and it's you can't really lay up in these ropings and go just win something. You've got to have a real good run, and and it makes it cool because if someone's wanting to see how they're stacking up with these guys, they'll they'll know exactly where they're at, and and that's what we love about the roping. So you know, in this area, I mean, you sure enough find out where your level is. You know, I've seen guys that three years ago had no business being in open roping, but they kept their head down, they gritted it out. Next thing you know, these guys three years later going to the NFR, they're they're battling. They knew how to compete. Whereas we see some guys that rope really good in other parts of the world. Well, they come over here and, man, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, we do live in the back door of some of the best ropers in the world. And especially on a big group. Don't get me wrong, you know, there's world champions all over the place. But as far as in a 60-mile radius, we've got a lot of guys that rope good here. So those guys come and, you know, test their self out right here. And, man, these guys get to do it week in and week out. So I think when they do go to other jackpots across the country, it's prepared them for it. Right. And one more thing that you you talked to me about this a little bit, and I absolutely loved it, was uh, you go a lot of you do a lot of opens that are 150 man, 80 percent payback, and then you'll increase fees. And when you increase the fees, you'll increase a percentage paid back. Could you kind of explain to me the thought process on that? You know, number one, I was a roper before I was a producer, and I think any good roper, when you show up to the jackpot. You need to know what it's going to take to win. You need to have an idea what the time is. But you also need to know what it's going to pay. And there's been some producers around that have probably misadvertised a little bit on the payout. And if you're not prepared knowing an idea what first, second, or third is going to pay when you go up to get your money, you know, there's guys that may be taking advantage of you. I'm not saying anybody does that, but you need to be prepared to make sure there wasn't a mistake. So... I've always had that mindset, you know, know what the payout is. Well, I don't do this 100% for a living. Yes, you know, we do profit. We're, you know, off it a little bit. But also I think the roper needs to benefit too. If you're putting more money on the line, you know, you're you're investing more in us. 
We need to invest more in you guys too as the ropers. And so if you're putting up $500, there's no sense in me still taking a 20% cut off that. You know, we need to give some back. You know, we're still at the end of the day on a $500 entry fee at 90% payback. I'm making $100 a team to pay all our costs. Whereas on $150 an entry fee at 80%, you're making 60. So, you know, we still increase on the producer side, but the ropers increase too. There's no sense in a lot of producers, you know, they try to pocket that extra money to benefit off the ropers. And, and I think that's where my roper mindset comes in over the producer side of things. Right. And this is one of my favorite things. This is probably one of my favorite conversations I ever had with you to, to kind of jump into it. But, uh, uh, and this is when we really started working together a, a lot, and it got me really excited about kind of the future and doing some stuff with you as far as the filming goes. But Austin was, he called me up um, and wanted to, he's like, hey, will you shoot some video with Luke? I can set you to shoot some video with Luke up and, and Paul and some other guys. And like, I'm really concerned with these open ropings disappearing. And I think we need to talk about the importance of these jackpots and, and the importance of what these big ropings mean. And, uh, and man, just that conversation, I, I was so excited to hear it because not only did it, that was like our first, I didn't even mean to, but that ended up being our very first podcast with mm -hmm. Luke. And just cause I, we were gonna, I was gonna just try to get a couple promotional clips and then Luke ended up just really opening up and talking about some great things. I was like, man, we, we've got to get all this out because it, it is important to, to understand how these big ropings are they do affect everything as far as I think that they inspire the youth to want to rope better. You know, your better guys, the best guys in the world are making money than they're a lot of those are guys are become instructors later on in their career or, or are right now. So mm -hmm. I think that that's, that it kind of feeds everything. So, you know, that's what I think when you got started with doing the Lone Star shootout. So kind of let's, I would like to jump into that, man. Uh, you know, when the straight disappeared, you kind of took over kind of the same type of format to, to honor the straight, but you, you'll do a better job explaining the Lone Star shootout. Than well, that, you know, I, I think it's a misconception. You hear a lot of people say there's no money in roping and rodeo. Well, that's incorrect. People that rope really good and have dedicated themselves to the sport as any other sport, baseball, football, basketball, the elite make good, good livings at it. You know, and that was the idea coming behind meeting with some of those guys is showing their story of, hey, I worked from nothing to now I make, I make good living. Chad Masters has a beautiful facility over there. Chad Masters has done that from roping. Now, has him roping well led into other things and other opportunities? Yes, he's a phenomenal horse trainer. You know, he has lots of customers that purchase horses from him. And, you know, and his roping abilities allowed him to do that. And, you know, Chad's a good example over the years, open jackpots. He was the king at them for a long time when he had, you know, his good horses and stuff. He won a lot of money between the U.S. Open and, the, you know, uh, the wildfire. I mean, how many times has he won that? Right. And so, and, you know, all of a sudden that one year you hear people, well, the wildfire is gone. Now the George Strait's gone. And then the next calendar year the U.S. Open's gone. And me as a roper and invested in the sport myself, no, I, you know, I don't rope good enough to make a living off it, but I do enjoy it, and it's a recreational sport for me. I wanted to do our best to keep open ropings going, and, and not just me. I think Travis Trine's done a great job. He had a huge open roping this past year, and they told me they're doing it again this upcoming year. Caleb Driggers this past year just had a huge roping. And I think that guys are feeding – 
off of each other to try to make the best ropings there is out there. So this past year, I was thinking the other day, there's probably more larger ropings today than there was three or four years ago. And, you know, when the George Strait left, I, my phone rang off the wall. Austin, what can we do to make that happen? Well, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a numbers person, you know, and I, I'm a planner. I pencil stuff out and I try to do my best as in any business to know what the outcome is. And, man, I could not pencil how you can make the George Strait work without losing your butt or having huge sponsors. You know, the George Strait was a great roping for everybody, but George Strait's name helped that roping a lot. And, you know, that roping paid phenomenal. I mean, it's going to be known as one of the best ropings of all time. So kept thinking, kept thinking, and my aggressive competitive nature said, man, let's just do this. I talked to Jody, and I said, I'm probably going to stress you out and wear you out, and, but we're going to figure out how to make this work. Year one's going to be hard. Year two's going to be a little harder, but I think then it's going to be downhill from there. And uh, so I penciled it out and came up with a plan, and I talked to several ropers. You know, I, I don't try to call one person. I try to call 10 or 15 guys to get their opinion. And uh, we came up with a format that was similar to the George Strait, but we, we changed a few things. And, uh, you know, one difference we did was the George Strait was 100-plus percent payback. They had lots of added money. I mean, it was phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Well, Austin Robertson, my name on the side of the truck, and my picture is not going <laughs> to do a lot or anything. So, you know, we went to hustling our sponsors and putting stuff together, but I had to make a little bit off of the roper. And, and – I'll tell everybody, I did not make a dollar. I lost money on that roping last year. And that roping, I'll never make a dollar off of it. It is a roping I want to do strictly for the ropers. You're going to look at expenses that come out, whether you know it's the elite ropings that we've tied to it, the elite 12 and the elite 10, or the Lone Star Shootout where we add an extra $50 on the entry fee, but is 100% to pay expenses. And I think a lot of guys get misconcepted on Hey, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that. Well, they forget that you have to truck those steers down there. You have to pay for labor to be there a whole day earlier to, to pay for all that. Well, when the dust settles, you have ten, fifteen thousand dollars in expenses, twenty thousand dollars in expenses to make that thing happen. I think last year the Lone Star shootout cost us over fifty thousand dollars is what the expenses when the dust settled is, is what it cost. And so we did add a $50, entry, or $50 fee to each entry fee to help pay for that expense. and um, But we still paid out over 300000 in cash and prizes and it was the second largest open of the year. Well, and, and that's the, what I loved about it was, I mean, it was a great way to the straight style format, you know, where everyone wrote two, and then you bring back the next day the top 50 teams. So you did essentially uh, – was it f how many rotations? We did five rotations. Five rotations, and then just take the top. Uh, uh, how many top? Well, let's let's talk about this sixteen incentive too, because that, that's what I love that you added about this. So, uh, explain the sixteen incentive. That you well, that was one of the changes that we did, because and as you and I talked earlier, there's there really is a, a difference in the top ten guys in the world compared to ten to thirty, then thirty to a hundred, you know, and you had to you have to get whether it's a young kid up and coming that ropes really outstanding, that he's not quite there. And it costs a lot of money to, you know, keep trying to scrape along and go to these ropings, you know, or you have to, a guy that's, you know, he's on the verge of being a top 15, but he, you know, two or three years have gone by and he hadn't made it and he spent a lot of money. You have to give an incentive to them. I felt like to have opportunities at ropings and 
over the past couple of years, we've added a 16 incentive for that. I mean, you can take a seven header and a nine healer on any given day. Don't get me wrong. They could win the biggest open roping in the world. But day in and day out, it's hard on them. Right. To, to beat Caleb and Junior and Luke and Clay and Paul and Jake Long and those guys, it's just hard. So we said, well, how can we give these guys a, ch- they, a chance? They feel like they have a chance. The George Strait did a good job because people entered the Strait not only as a great rope and it paid a lot, but you had a lot of guys that entered to say they went to the George Strait. Right. So I knew that I was missing out on that group of ropers. I'd broken down our numbers, what I thought, and I felt like, well, you know, there's going to be so many teams that have a true chance to win. There's so many guys that enter that, hey, they do have a chance on any day, but, you know, it's got to be their day. And there was a group of ropers at the George Strait that entered to buy a pitcher, and right. that was the truth. And, and I knew I was missing out on the back half, the guys that were buying the pitchers, and I was going to – I felt like miss out on half the guys that were going to enter to, you know, the Stars lineup, and it was their day to win. So we had to figure out how to fill some of those gaps there. And so we thought the 16 incentive was a great way. Well, how can you make a 16 incentive? You know, a lot of times ropings will have a separate side pot for the incentive. Well, sometimes they don't pay very good. Or you're taken out of the main pot, which you get some guys, and I'm a believer that if you're pulling from the main average, well, that's not really fair to them. You know, they put their money up to win their money. So talking to different, you know, guys, and we come up with a plan of, hey, let's have a 16 incentive that takes these guys back to the second day. So we broke it down into five rotations, the same that we'll do this year, no matter how many teams. And we're going to take the top 10 fastest teams of each rotation. And even if it's a 16 teams in that top 10, we're going to drop down in 11th and 12th. They'll fill the 12 spots, but it'll be the number one and number two 16 incentive teams or lower. It may be a 14 team that that fills those spots. And um, I think there was a team last year that was 32 on two that made it back. So we'll take 12 of each rotation. We'll have 60 teams that'll come back to day number two. And now on day number two, it's a clean slate. It's everybody's game. There's no incentive. You know, it's who's going to rope the best is going to win. And over the years, the George Strait, it's always been, you know, for you to win first and second, you better come with it and you better rope. And that's the same as Lone Star Shootout. You better, you know, you better come with it to win first and second. But for a guy to win a check, go make three clean runs. 16 on three, which that sounds fast, don't get me wrong, but on the setup that was there that day, you go make a clean run, you were going to be some sort of five. You know, if you just went and caught your steer in a 16 on three, one fourth, and it was a 16 team. Right. And we had three teams in the the eight teams that placed in the average, three were 16 teams that qualified from day one as additional, you know, 16 incentive teams. So – Man, them guys loved it, they, you know. And the guys that were part of it and understood what was there happening that weekend, they, man, this is great. And I've had a lot of feedback this year of, hey, man, I'm coming for that 16 incentive. So I think we're going to increase a pretty good amount of teams for that. It's given those guys an opportunity to make it back to day two. Now, when you come to day two, like I said, you gotta you got to rope with everybody. you got to go compete. you got to go catch your steers to place in the top eight. We're not going to give any handouts on day two. Right. Well, and I think what's so important to understand about this is a 16 team to me is a really good team. I mean, it just generally means they've got a job, that they're not roping full time. You know, most of those guys are either horse trainers or just have a nine to five, some sort of job. And so they they rope and they rope good. And if they maybe applied themselves and wanted to rope full time, 
that, that I mean, they probably could have a chance to rope for a living like some of these guys. And, and this is, and maybe that's not what they want to do, but I think the important thing to understand is the George Strait, when you won that rope, and it was a life-changing amount of money. And that is essentially how this is set up, where, where you can win, it does give you enough to keep going. So, like I said, the rope and paid, what was it, over 70000 a man with cash and prizes last year? Just oh, about. yeah. Yeah, so you, you could win over 70000 a man with cash and prizes at the Lone Star Shootout last year, and you had a clean slate against 50 teams, 50, you know, 50 60 or 60 teams. 60 teams. Mm -hmm. So... That, that's a great opportunity for, for anyone, and, what, and that's what makes it so special. Or if you're just kind of a, a businessman with your roping and you try to make money all the time, well, you go knock three down and you can get paid. And I think that was what was so cool about the straight was you could go be 16 on three and win eight ten thousand dollars $10,000 that second mm -hmm. day. Uh, but it was hard. There were some rotations that were really tough to make it back, and that's what I love about this style of, of the format uh, with the 16 incentive is – that kind of, if you do get in one of them rotations where it gets real fast, you have that to fall back on if you're a 16 team, and usually, you know, you're going to get in with those if you make two real good runs. So, okay. and we're we do our best to spread the 16 teams out evenly through those five rotations. So, you know, say we have 116 teams, we're going to do our best to put 20 in each rotation, right? To give it the, a fair opportunity to cross the board, and you know, just go do your job, you know. And a lot of people get caught up in, man, Caleb was just three six. Well, Austin's not going to be three six, you know. Right. I mean, it's reality. But back in there and go catch your steer and put two of those runs together, and I guarantee you, you're going to come back and you're going to have a chance to win a lot of money on Sunday. Right. Well, and and that's what was so fun to watch the roping is there was a great balance of some very fast runs. I mean, you would see some three second runs. Was there a three three or a three five there's a, or? There's some, a three three. Yeah. yeah. So you know when we shot the DVD, we we ran two cameras and showed some real cool slow motion shots, and you can see that there's really fun runs to watch, and they go at them, and it's set up to be fast, and kind of like how the straight was, but uh, I mean, I think this arena even plays truer to to the fast runs. So it it seemed like. Not only would you get some really fast runs, you get a guy like Charlie Crawford. I thought he got really tapped off there last year, and he made tons of just great runs using his horses, and he would be anywhere from long three to, to mid four. And, you know, guys like that that are a, a great horseman, also you get to see them making sharp runs and Trevor and just some guys like that. So that made it fun to, to – it was just a really entertaining roping to watch and be in because if you played to your game plan and you were on your game – it looked like you had a chance, and that, that was what was so fun about that setup. No, I agree. And talking about Charlie, Charlie was phenomenal all weekend last year, I remember. And I think he come back third callback last year, I think. Yeah. You know, and his man got a leg for him. But I think they still won ten or $12,000 a man for, for placing good in the average. Right. You know, and, I mean, there's another team that when their time looks on the board, if you just go do your three clean runs, you're going to beat a guy with a leg. Right. Well, and, I, and that's what's going to be cool. And, and then the other deal is, you know, you're you're doing a great job about bringing on sponsors. Bloomer did a great job with helping with the trailers and things like that. So that, that's the other thing is what you're looking to do with the rope. And that's so cool is it's a tough roping to make money for yourself. So that's where we're trying to provide outlets like with the DVD, promoting it on X Factor, using your social media as well. Um, it's tough to live stream in that building 
but that's something if if the service does get better we'd love to get a live stream going and and really just try to do that because it this it's a rope and that it is fun to watch it's been a great deal for uh to see some companies get behind it early and and to scale this rope and grow it is going to be there's a there's a high ceiling for where this one can go you know talking about it being exciting i don't know if i've ever been in a setting now i may be biased a little bit because it was hard roping that we helped produce there but that short round when you got in the top 10 i don't think there was a person that wasn't on the edge of their seats i know the hair was standing on my arms on every single run going at them and man it was just intense as can be and i think the entire crowd fed off the ropers the ropers fed off the crowd and Gosh dang, it's fun right there. Yeah. You know, talking about Bloomer, you know, Randy Bloomer is one of the main people that he's making this rope and happen with Bloomer trailers. And I can't express my gratitude of thank you to him for the trailers he's providing for the ropers. When, you know, we were talking about the ideas, what we want to do. And I, I knew that you can't give trucks and trailers off the bat. Right. So Ryan Motes, who ended up winning the trailer, uh, he's a good friend of ours. And, you know, I was visiting with him what we can do. And, you know, he was talking about giving away a good trailer. You know, that's something guys can use. Right. You know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, he's still going to have that trailer and be using it. So instead of trying to say, okay, here's an average trailer and an average truck, let's go with a top-of-the-line trailer and a lot of cash. Right. That's where we're going right now with this. And, you know, all of a sudden, we're giving away $60,000 trailers in 2019 to these ropers that, I mean, you just can't go buy that tomorrow, you know. And so that's something they're going to use, and it's an asset to them for the next 10 and 15 years. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a stock with dividers, side load, I mean, hay pods that are covered. I mean, it, these trailers are decked out. They're, they're beautiful trailers, but that's the cool thing about it is I know myself, look, them trailers hauling horses around and, and going place to place, you know, you see the straight trailer all the time, and, and it, it was great because they had the bumper pole, but it seems to me like most everyone likes to take four or five, six horses around. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I, I thought that was a great idea with the trailer. So that, that was pretty cool to, to see him get behind that and, and, and do that. So Randy did a, like I said, a phenomenal job and we got to talking and this year what we want to do. And he says, what do we need to do to improve it? I said, Randy, I don't, them trailers are great. <laughs> yeah. He goes, yes, but what do we need to do to improve it? <laughs> So we made some additions to the upcoming trailer this year, and Bloomer's built another phenomenal trailer. It's in production right now. We'll have it wrapped here in the next 30 days, and we'll have that sucker sitting out for people to go check out. And I'm telling you, if you're looking for a trailer, I know that's the one I'd want to go get. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, well, to, to change gears on it a little bit, one thing that I, I, you know, you talked about, hey, you're not George Strait, and it's, it's pretty much impossible to do that roping like he did because that guy can sing so dang good but you know he he didn't have to to make money and he could lose which he probably did lost a lot of money on that roping and um but it, the cool thing about it was the way the roping was set up it is to give someone a big amount of money that can jump start a career and that was the one thing that i was sad when i heard the straight that was the first thing that i was sad about was those guys that had won the straight it gave them that year or two to go jackpotting, rodeoing, and they don't have to think about money, essentially. They can just go and knock heads, and then the confidence that they can win. And and that's what I thought was the coolest thing about seeing it this first year is with Lane Ivy. You know, Ryan is a very well-established healer and heals great, but, it, you know, Lane, 
I, I had seen him rope for the last five or six years, and that guy works at it hard. He grinds on it all the time. But he had, he had a pretty good year rodeoing the year before, but still wasn't quite – didn't get to the finals. And you see him go have a great rope, and he did it, an amazing job. And then this year you see him at the finals. And, and I know from just – the money end of it is great, but like the psychology end of it, you know, you're you winning one of the biggest ropings of the year. How that helps through it, you know, you've got you've got money, you know, you know it just helps to where, I think it just jump starts that, and and you hope to see someone like that make a, a ton of NFRs because he has put a lot of work in, and then when someone like that does get a, a great a run like Ryan, and they win the roping, it's just I think that's a great opportunity, and I think that that's what this roping represents. So that's I think that's so exciting. Well, you know, and I don't want to say that <clears throat> Lane Ivy winning the Lone Star Shootout is the reason he went to the NFR. But I do think that, like you said, man, your confidence went through their sky. Lane and I have become pretty good buds over the past few years, and I like the heck out of Lane, and he's a talented roper. But when he won that roping, I mean, your confidence is through the sky. And Lane's a confident person anyways. He, right. He's going to back in the box, and he's going to come back to you, and he's going to beat you every time he can. But when you back in there and – you know, you win the, a roping of that magnitude that the best ropers in the world are right there. Everybody's watching it. People are wanting to know why it's not being live streamed. They're following on Snapchat. They're following all over social media. All of a sudden, everybody knows who Lane Ivy is, right. you know. And so you have that little bit of chip on your shoulder. And Any of the best athletes, they have that. You know, they have the confidence factor everywhere you go. But you have to you have to earn You have to get there to have that. And, and I think Lane got it right there. You know, he backed in there, and he knew he had to be 4-2 or faster to go to number one, and they were four flat, I think. Yeah. And, you know, didn't back off at all. And, you know, he was excited as can be, and I was just as excited for him. Yeah, and, and that's that's so cool. And, and you just run the numbers like that. So that's that's what I really wanted to communicate with this podcast is this roping set up where that is the goal, is to have a, a huge pain roping. That can be that life-changing amount of money and get someone that start. And for the very first year in the roping, it seemed to have, have helped really well. Like I said, it's Lane, Lane works at it hard. There's no doubt about his skill. Um, but sometimes just a win like that can be the one that pushes you over the edge. Or, or and you hope in the future, as the roping gets where it's paying probably over 100000 a man, you know, that's that's enough to get someone where they can just keep going. So that's that's really, really fun. Yeah, you know, we just got done with Vegas here 30 days ago, and you saw guys out there win life-changing amount of money. Right. And there's not a lot of opportunities for an open guy. And and there's not a lot of opportunities for your average guy roping the number 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 roping. It happens once a year for them as well. Granted, there's seven or eight ropings over a 10-day time frame that you see a lot of guys win a lot of money. But – when it goes back to us coming up with our plan for the Lone Star Shootout, what what can we do? And you know, I mentioned it a minute ago. Our number one thing is, hey, let's give away a quality trailer that a guy can use day in and day out. In ten years from today, he's still using that trailer. Well, you've got the truck to go along with it. Well, you know as well as I do, if you rope much or rodeo much, a truck's not going to last you three years, and it's gone. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a $60,000, $70,000 investment, yep. but but it's gone. And and so I, and I look at all kinds of different things and try to plan and, you know, put most business aspect into it. Well, I thought, well, let's do our best to keep paying more cash 
Because if a guy can win $100,000 in cash, that can go a lot further than a pickup. Right. You know, whether it's you purchasing a piece of property, you know, you invest in it, or, you know, you're right on that edge and you need that other horse to get you over the top. And that allows you to go buy an expensive horse that puts you over the top that now that 100000 he's made you 300 over the next couple of years. It's more of an investment. So that's our goal with this roping is we want to get to where we're going to pay these guys $100,000 a man, just the same as a roper's winning at the World Series finale, where it is life-changing money. Right. And, you know, we, we really feel confident this year we're going to top 350 teams, and it may go more than that. But we, we do feel like we'll top 350 teams, and that's going to jump our payout to where these ropers are going to be winning 100000 They're going to split 100000 That's $50,000 a man. That's a lot of money. Yep. And in year number two, you know, for the Lone Star Shootout to be doing that, I think the sky's the limit for that rope. And, in, you know, three and four years from now, we're going to pay $100,000 a man to those guys. Man, that's cool. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Uh, Austin, do you want to add anything on the Lone Star Shootout as far as, uh, I, I think, I mean, I, I wanted to really communicate that because that's something that I, I filmed at the roping for X Factor and kind of had help with that. And I was like, man, I'm, there's no way I'm going to, I'm roping this year. There's just, I think it's just set up to be such a fun roping. And I, I really wanted to communicate that too to people and let them understand what type of roping it is and the opportunities are with as far as the format the format's going to stay the same this year you know we we had a lot of good feedback on it you know in the past the straight was 10 rotations we went to five this past year and all the guys liked that better they felt like 10 teams coming out of a rotation gave more guys an opportunity than taking five you know whereas the straight used to get over 500 teams and so you basically had 10 rotations of 50 and you're taking 10% from each rotation for those guys to come back. Well, now where we're going to have, you know, 40 to 50 teams, you know, 60, 70 teams in a rotation, you're still taking 10 plus your two incentives back, and your your odds increase a little bit. And it, from what the guys tell me, it gives them a little bit of room for error to still have an opportunity to come back. So we're going to stick with that format. We're going to take the top 10 fastest times plus two additional number 16 teams or lower that are not within the top 10. So we'll have 60 teams that will come back Sunday. Now, the only change we did was we changed the weekends. We've gone to February 23rd and 24th. It's the weekend before the American this year. We felt like we could draw some of that crowd. you got some guys that are still, say, from out west, up northeast, that are down here rodeoing. They're still here. They're here for the American. So we felt like moving it to that weekend, we you know we could pick up and it would give guys an opportunity while they're here to be part of this roping. Um, we're going to go first day Saturday. We're going to run five rotations that morning, starting at ten o'clock. You know we're going to come back that evening. We've added a Calcutta to it, so anybody that wants to come in there and you know purchase their teams, we'll group those in uh, three groups of twenty. So you have three teams that will auction off in twenty sets. Then we're going to come back on Sunday and we did what we called the Elite 12 last year, which is $500 a man, 90% payback. We did increase the you know percentage payback than what you normally see across the board because it goes back. Those guys deserve to rope for good money too. Right. You know We're not trying to pick their pocket by no means. But this year we added um, an Elite 10, and it's actually called the Elite Legacy 10. And I don't know if you've seen what we've done with that Elite 10 this year, or Legacy 10, is I'm going to have five ropings 
throughout the year, okay? And if you finish inside the top three of those Ropens, you're going to come back in November. You're going to have 15 teams. You're going to have no entry fees at all. You're going to rope for $10,000. It's pretty cool. For that Elite Legacy 10. And now that roping is 30 and over. But you're going to have 15 guys back in there. First is going to split 6000 and second is going to split 4000 No entry fees. Right. So we've added that roping to the Lone Star Shootout on that Sunday. Now we've moved the short round to Sunday evening. You know, in the past, the straight was always the morning the next day, which was, it was great down there. But I felt like, you know, let's have more of a short round environment. Short rounds are not, you know. The crowd gets more into it. Right. It's easier for people to get there at 6 o'clock on an evening rather than at 10 o'clock in the morning. So we want to have the crowd more involved. We want the ropers to feel more excited. Most people, you know, you wake up in the morning, and I, I'm an early riser always anyways, but it's a whole lot easier to rope at 6 o'clock at night than it is at 10 in the morning. Right. And so we wanted to give that for the ropers, you know, and I just I feel like it's just going to make the event that much better. Yeah, it kind of set up to be a little bit more of a mm -hmm. show, and yeah. I think that'll be really fun too. Uh, and then that night, you, uh, you last year, you Twisted J did a good job. You awarded all the uh, coats to the mm -hmm. uh, the qualifiers for the short round, and kind of got got together over there at the Twist and had a pretty fun time over there. So yeah, the yeah. Twist they're they're doing it again this year. You know, I mean Cody Johnson down there, he's loves the sport of team roping. And those guys do good work, you know, on their embroidering side and their jackets. And they're they're making all our jackets. They're doing all their embroidering for us this year. And we're going to have the top 60 coming back that Saturday evening during the Calcutta that we're going to give their jackets away and we'll auction them off as a Calcutta team on that Saturday evening. And we've got a band coming to play this year. Speaking of Lane Ivy, I think that was his number one thing is getting a band over there, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. So Flatland Calvary is going to be playing Saturday night there at the, the Twist. And, man, we're going to make a fun little party of it, and we want everybody to have a good time and enjoy the time while they're there. Right. That makes that 10 a.m. start time a little bit easier. It makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, we don't got to get up there, for that one. There's one roper. He'll be more excited. We won't mention his name, yeah. but I know that. be a little easier to make that 6 yeah. o'clock. yeah. All right, so uh, Austin, to kind of change gears on you, you, you know, you not only do the Lone Star Shootout as well as a lot. You I mean you produce a lot of ropings. Um, there, there's one thing that I thought you're you're starting up this year, and I really liked it. Would you talk about uh, kind of what you got going on with with your payouts, what you're going to hit with your ropings, and then as well as uh, you kind of your yearly. Uh, what do you what do you want to call that exactly? As far as the all oh, your open ropers, we're calling it a million dollar tour. Okay. Will you explain all this to me? Well, you know, we have guys that come support our ropings throughout the years, you know. And this is our way of returning that favor. And, uh, you know, I really enjoy putting on roping ropings. They're my favorite roping to put on. You know, you see the best. You want to be part of the best. You know, if you, if you rope, you want to get better. Right. Okay. And where we live right here, we are fortunate that the best guys are in our back door. And we put a lot of open ropings on and we try to do the best we can with them and produce the best ropings. So this past year, we paid out a little over three quarters of a million dollars to open ropers alone. And um, I'd set my goal, and I try to not fail at goals, and I'm not going to fail at this one. But my goal for 2019 is I will pay out a million dollars to open ropers. So we started the million dollar tour. So it goes back to, you know, your incentive guys and those guys that are 
on the edge of being there to compete. They've got an opportunity to win good money here too. So at my weekly ropings that are just, you know, during on a Tuesday, and then, you know, we have one January 12th, just a Saturday small jackpots. We're going to give points first through 10th, okay? First place getting 10 points, 10th place getting one point. Well, our larger ropings throughout the year, the Lone Star Shootout, the Winter Classic, Open Showdown, the Cash Moore, the, uh, my brother Carter Robertson Memorial, and then the, um, the, what we're going to call the Fall Classic, which we always have the first weekend of November. Those ropings are all going to be worth double points. So if you win first, you're getting 20 points. If you win second, you're getting 18 points, so forth all the way down to 10th place that's going to get two points. So when the dust settles at the end of this year, the open guy with the most points on the head side and the heel side, they're going to get a bonus when it's all said and done. And Smarty's jumped on board with us because it is the Smarty Million Dollar Tour that they've donated $10,000 that we're going to split up between the open header with the most points, the open healer with the most points. But then we've also are going to give the guys that say a number seven header or lower throughout the year who has the most points, he's going to get a bonus as well as the eight elite healer or lower throughout the year with the most points is going to get a bonus too. And now the only way you get points is you got to participate and you have to win in the opener opens. Right. You know, a number seven header can't win the 15 and get points. You know, it's strictly all opener opens throughout the year. You know, we we put on shoot thirty plus open opens, you know, throughout the year. So there's lots of opportunities to go get your points and get get you a chance to get those bonus checks. Right. I think that's a great foundation to start and and grow and and just have these numbers that you're trying to hit with these opens. I think that's a that's an awesome idea. Uh, you know, you mentioned another roping that I, I was really interested in. We were able to film it for X Factor, and, and it had just a different style of format. And I, I wanted to, to get you to kind of explain it, uh, the Cashmore Memorial roping. Will you kind of explain how you, how you decided to go with this roping? Because it's, it's just had a whole different feel, and it didn't have a – it had a great turnout, but it was still kind of a lower amount of teams as far as I think it was – was it 30 or 40 teams but uh the roping still paid 30,000 a man so mm -hmm. it was a great great roping and I think that this one's going to grow as well so why don't you explain that one to me a little bit you know the Moore family when they contacted us to put that roping on in the past they'd always put on a lot of calf ropings up there and kind of had some match style higher fees just entertaining calf ropings well you know when cash passed away this past year in a tragic ATV accident they wanted to have a rope in his name. And so they contacted us, and we're very, very honored to go up there and blessed, and we went up there to do our best job. They asked me, what do you think we should do? We want to do higher fees. You know, we want the best there. So we had to kind of juggle around our ideas, and, you know, and honestly, it's easier for me to come up with my own idea than it is somebody else's because you don't know really what they want. He, he told me a few different ideas, but and he said the weekend that they had to do it, that the facility was available. And it wasn't the best weekend. It wasn't the worst weekend, but it was the weekend following Travis Tryon's roping that they had added $85,000 to up there. Right. And um, just in guys rodeoing, there, Texas that weekend, had a, that's their biggest circuit rodeo week of the year was right then too so i have to sit here and you know weigh our options what can we do to have the best in the world there and so we threw a bunch of ideas around and the best one we came up with is 
It was a higher fees are opened. It was go twice. And like you said, I don't remember the exact teams, but it was 30 to 40 teams there. But our format was everybody's going to run three steers. Okay, then we're going to bracket you. If you're in the top tier, the top 15, you know, the top half. Yeah, top you, 50%. You came back strictly for average money. Okay. And the Moors, they added $50,000 to this roping, which is Huge. awesome. Awesome. So you're talking to having paying six average holes that we paid out there, six spots of great money, 30000 to first, a man. You know, all the way down to six was a great check as well. But only 15 teams are competing for that. So then the, the bottom half of those teams that didn't qualify in the top 50%, they came back for round money. The Moors wanted a fast setup. They wanted guys to, you know, be going at them a George Strait, a Lone Star shootout type of roping. But I knew that with the team counts we would be getting with the fees they wanted – Guys are going to be roping a little bit smarter. You know, they're not going to be trying to be four flat when you have to beat just a handful of teams. They're going to be being five flat and five five, which are great runs. Right. But the crowd wants three and four second runs. Want them to take some risk. So they want them to take some risk. So we took the bottom half of those guys, and they came at three rounds of strictly round money. So every round is a clean slate. You know, we paid round money for each round, and those guys were – you know, they had to be coming across there going at it. And you had that group of guys that were going to be in four flat. And then you had your guys that were in the average that were going to make good businessman quality runs. I want to say a five-second run was a businessman and four-second run. But that's a businessman of the best in the world, you know. Right. And uh, so it, it was definitely a, a different format that kept everybody on the edge. And, I mean, there was people sitting all on the top of the fence around that arena. There was there was a different crowd I'd never seen before. And, Man, they loved it over there. Everybody, the whole roping from team one to the last team in the short round was entertained and into it because you had your guys that were roping for all that money in the average, but you also had each round you had guys going it trying to be four flat. Right. It, it's a it's a really fun roping to watch, and, and it, like I said, a, a huge payoff. And, and so that's that's just another roping that's going to be growing. And, and Austin, you're involved in so many big ropings like that. Uh, uh, one thing I was want to make sure, uh, what would be the best spots to follow you on social media to kind of keep up with, with the ropings or with the dates and things like that for like when the cash more and open showdown and all these big ropings that you got coming up? Uh, where, where should we follow you at? If you'll follow us on Robertson Hill Ranch Corinne's, we have a Facebook page. You know, we post, I probably annoy people I post so much on stuff, but we do do a lot of events. You know, we produced in 2018, we produced over 70 events. And um, we post stuff daily on there, and our schedules are there. We post our monthly schedules each month, the first of the month. And then we're posting our flyers as often as possible. And that's the easiest way to get on there and, you know, find where we're going to be. And, you know, and if you're friends with me on Facebook, you know, I'm sharing it just as well on that too. Okay, so uh, Robertson Hill Ranch Coriannis mm -hmm. on Facebook's best spot. And, uh, yeah, look for those events coming up. I think there's going to be – it's going to be really fun to watch this next year on, on what's exactly going to happen because, man, there's there's going to be some big ropings. And just, I mean, the open showdown and, I mean, just everything that you've done are, are growing and getting bigger every single year. And, and the other thing, uh, you, X Factor has a bunch of videos. We put some on YouTube, but xfactorroping.com, we have – all, all of 
well, we've covered a lot of these big ropings. So if you kind of want to see, get a taste of what it's like, you can see them on there as well. And, and I think just our social media alone, I was, I was talking to Austin about it earlier. I think we're almost a half a million views between just two or three of the ropings on our, just our social media. So it, there's lots of guys that like to watch them. They're pretty highly entertaining. There's def they definitely like to watch it. I mean, a half a million views, you know, I, we have, I think we posted a promotion video for the Lone Star Shootout not before last we're close to 10,000 views. That's a yeah. long way from a half a million. So you guys are definitely hitting home runs, and, man, people are following it. And that shows the interest in the sport. I mean, people, they love to watch open ropers. They right. do. You know, right here out here in our arena on a Tuesday afternoon, a lot of times I have 20 people that pull up just to watch the ropings. You know, they, they want to come out and see what the best do. You know, they may not be able to rope at that level, but they want to be involved, and it's – it's fun seeing that, and it's outstanding what you guys do to, to keep promoting that sport, you know, keep letting people see the best run. You know, you may not be able to be in Arizona at a jackpot, but you guys are there for us, and you're, you're making videos. You may not be able to be in California at some of the rodeos. You know, you may not be at the Lone Star Shootout, the Open Showdown, but you guys are there, and you're pumping those videos, and you're letting a guy in Montana or Florida or wherever, they're able to follow and keep up with it. And, man, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's going to be our biggest goal as well as we're going to, you know, we're live streaming this on Reach Out West, and I think that's something we're going to be trying to do in the future is uh, add uh, add quite a few live streams as well as I love to watch guys rope. I love to watch it on video and kind of see where the times are at. So the the, the with the slow motion shots and things like that, and I think that's going to be our big goal for this year is trying to get to a lot, even like your weekly ropings and cover all, as many of your big ropings as you're going to let me get to and, and just show what it takes to, to compete at these ropings and then what it takes to compete at some of these smaller ones uh, just like on a weekly a weekly basis because I think that there is so much to that as far as studying and being able to watch these guys and, and understand how you know how it takes to what it takes to to win and, and get to a really high level like that so well and, and, it, and it's super good for kids that are coming up because it's so easy to get on your phone and watch YouTube videos follow you guys that you can see as a 16-year-old kid, hey, I'm beating everybody that I compete against my age, but where do I got to be in two, three years when I, if I want to do this for a living? You know, and it's hard. Very few 18-year-old kids crack out team roping and go make the NFR and make a living. There's been a handful do it through the years, but it's hard. So it's, it's really good for a kid or a young guy, man, whoever, women, to watch and follow you guys to see where, hey, these are what the best do. What do I need to get to that level? Right, and and I think that that something that jumped out in my mind was uh, a, a young kid that ropes real good. He's got to be a nine or ten healer. Was talking to Paul Eves. Hey, what is it? You know, what do I need to do to to get to get to where I'm making the finals? And Paul's like, Hey, you're you're gonna need a rodeo for three years, and it's just gonna be the the college of hard knocks. You're not gonna have a lot of success, and. And that was, you know, that's the hardest thing, and, and that's what I don't want to see is, I mean, when you do not win rodeo, and it gets expensive fast, and, and same with jackpotting, and, and so the the goal is to have guys where, like, I, I mean, I remember talking to Buddy, he's a member of X Factor, and he was talking about watching the Open Showdown, and he likes to watch healers and why the, where their healing steers at, and, and I think that it just being able to study it, what you're putting in your mind, um, and, and that's just the overall goal is any tools that we can have or anything that we could give us that extra edge is is only helpful in the long run so oh i think so and I, I i do i think the best feed off the best you know they may not admit it those guys are watching what the other person's doing to get better because they know 
they're working just as hard as I am to get better. And I've got to make sure that he's not getting better than me. And if he's doing something I need to do and vice versa, those guys are doing it. And it's the same in any sport. I mean, LeBron James, you know, you know he, st- he may not admit it, but he studies what Michael Jordan did, did right. back in the day. You know, he studies what Steph Curry does now. And then Drew Brees, Tom Brady, the best in any sport. And they feed off each other. And being able to watch videos and what those guys do, yep. man, that's a huge advantage. Yep. And, and I think that that's it. And, and it's just like you with the Ropens. Being able to knock heads with them day in and day out uh, on a weekly and daily basis is important because you get to see what the, how they're riding horses and things like that. And it's just really important. Yeah, because you got to show up and you've got to learn to compete. And that's it's part of learning. I mean, it is, you know. So you've got to learn to go compete, and you're going to get your teeth kicked in here and there. <laughs> but, you know, the, the ones that grit it out and keep trying, and they're the ones going to prevail up top. Well, and that's why I want to showcase guys like that Lane Ivey. Um, that he, I mean, he would tell me. He was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to grind it out. And, and he's, it's fun to watch it pay off. And so that's, that's what is so cool about the sport. And that's what makes team roping – uh, this is a sport I love in general because it's why these ropings do get electric like the Lone Star shootout uh, in the short round because if you do not catch that steer to win the roping, it it hurts. It hurts because it's not like any other sport where if you're you're getting paid, whether if it's game seven of the NBA Finals and you hit the shot or miss the shot, you're, you're paid. Yeah. I mean, it, it might mean a lot to you uh, – for your confidence or your whatever a goal that you might have set to win something but roping you know that's that money that what you win it, it means so much to you in the long run and it, it can just uh just expedite your career and where it's wanting to go and just get essentially slingshot you to to some higher levels pretty quickly so you know that is the major difference in our sport compared to other sports and there's multiple reasons why but a roper's got to back in there, and he's got to do his job day in and day out to get paid. Now, granted, a sports player, if you have to do your job at some point to earn that contract and that paycheck, but once you get it, you've got it. Right. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys on Saturday, whether they win or they lose, those guys are getting paid. Yep. You know, Clay Tryon backs in the box at the NFR, and if he's not catching his steers, he's not getting paid. Right. You know, so – you, you have to have that mindset of, I've got to get in here and get it done. And not to mention, if I do mess up, you got to forget about it. Because tomorrow there's another one that I can go back and win another check at. Right. And that's what makes the sport so fun is it's probably the toughest mentally, emotionally on you because it, it does. It means a lot when mm-hmm. you win and lose. And it's fun to be be a part of it. Well, Austin, uh, man, I I've, that was what I was wanting to talk to you about today. Is there anything you want to add? Man, I think you've hit it on the head pace, and I think you've done a great job with these, you know, podcasts and people can follow and hear people's stories and their life stories. You know, whether you're listening to Luke Brown or Buddy Hawkins or Jackie Crawford or Charlie Crawford or Chad Masters, you've got several of them on there, and, and I'm guilty of I listen to them out west all the time out there while I'm working right. and driving around. But, you know, or if you're listening to me to learn a little bit about the Lone Star Shootout, you know, it's it's fun to do, and I'm glad you guys are doing it. Well, no, I appreciate that, and it's it's been great. I, I just like hearing hearing the stories and what and what people have kind of been through. The other thing is, uh, you know, we're we're gonna start live streaming them. We did it today on Reach Out West too, so that way, uh, you know, if in in the future, if you want to watch them as we're doing them, or any, if you've got any questions, you can shoot them our way too. So I appreciate it, Austin. Sure. Thanks, Pace. Yep. Thank you. It's fun. Thank you. Really fun.